This is episode number 463 with Disney star and YouTube influencer, Jake Paul. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Oh, we've got a good one today on the podcast. One of the fastest growing YouTube influencers in the world. One of the fastest growing on the platform is Jake Paul. And yes, he's from my home state of Ohio. Big props to Ohio in the house. Now, for those that don't know who Jake is, he's an actor and an internet personality who rose to fame on Vine. And he portrays Dirk on the Disney Channel's comedy series, Bizarre Vark. He has over 3 million followers on YouTube. He does daily vlogs to share his life and all the pranks he does, the interesting things that he does on a daily basis. And he's more than just a YouTuber. He's an entrepreneur. He's raised money for his business. He's launched other media personalities. He's one of the young guys out there who are doing incredible things and really thinking farther beyond than most people his age do. And I'll let him share more about what he's doing, what he's up to. Some of the things we talk about are how Jake raised over a million dollars in investor funds for a brand new media company at the young age of 20. Also, we talk about why mainstream media is still relevant, even though he puts a lot of his energy on building his social media platforms right now. The key to dealing with haters in real life Now, as you can imagine, someone who gets thousands and thousands of comments and millions and millions of views on their videos is going to have some critics and haters from time to time. So Jake's got some great advice on that. Also, why surrounding yourself with positive people is so essential to success and how to get the courage to make a massive change in your life. Guys, we cover a lot in this episode, and it's super inspiring to see someone like Jake who's so young doing so many big things and chasing his dreams and moving to LA, leaving high school to come chase his dreams. For me, it's so inspiring to see someone do this and do it so well. And before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to the review of the week. Now, each week we talk about the people who leave reviews over on iTunes. And this is from the boss Capone, who said, Lewis has always given his listeners phenomenal content on every podcast. But in episode 452 with Mel Robbins behind the mic, this interview was the game changer. I don't know how, nor do I care to know how, but from start to finish, my mind was completely blown and it immediately clicked and made sense with the learning about the five second rule. Now, immediately I implemented this into my life and I couldn't believe I was awarded with such positive results so quickly. My friends, listening to the School of Greatness podcast has changed my life in so many amazing ways, and I know without a doubt it's only going to get better and better. Lewis, my hat goes off to you, sir. You have an amazing gift, and it's much appreciated that you share it with us all. So the boss, Capone, thank you so much for your review over on iTunes.com slash greatness, and if you want to be considered as the review of the week, make sure to leave a review over there and let me know what you think about the podcast, an episode you really liked, how it's changed your business, your life, your relationships in any way, because I love seeing how it impacts you. Now, without further ado, let's dive into this episode with the one, the only, Jake Paul. Remember the Thai cave rescue? 
What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com com slash greatness netsuite.com slash greatness again head to netsuite.com slash greatness all right welcome back everyone to the school of greatness podcast we've got a young buck in the house take paul good to see you man what is up everybody good thank you for you. having me oh, oh that was a handshake, that was a handshake. <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited for this because i don't think many of my people know who you are but you're probably the fastest growing influencer in the world right now, especially on YouTube. You said you were the fifth fastest YouTube channel right now. Is that correct? Yeah, yes. Uh, for the past like, couple of days, I've been like in the top top five, uh, growing like 60,000 subscribers That's a day. insane, man. You just hit two and a half million subscribers, and you're four months into launching your, your YouTube channel. Yeah. So, it's crazy, and you're 20 years old. Yeah. It's insane, man. Um, you know, I started, I started, you know, vlogging four months ago um and everyone was like yo you should vlog you should vlog and and when i came into this space there was like kind of a set way of doing it and there's so many people doing it right so many people doing it and uh what i saw was no one was innovating and i kind of studied like for two weeks just watching all the channels figuring out what people were doing and i i had a brainstorm session um and i like wrote down all the all these things that i thought i could like do better or implement mm. um, and just started going for it. And, and it started off really slow, man. Really? Really What's slow? slow. Like 20,000 subscribers a day? Slow. No, no. Really? Like I was, I remember for about the f whole first month, the the videos were only getting like 20,000 views in a day. Well, the first month? Yeah. And so that was like discouraging. And I was like, oh, what am I doing wrong? Like maybe they, maybe they're right about their like style. And uh, I just kept on like pushing and pushing and, um, eventually like a couple of videos started to do well and, um, 
I was exposed to a new audience, mm. and that's when it kind of just all started taking off. Mm. And you started getting millions of views. Yeah, millions of views. I think it's like, I think it's at like two two million views per day to two point five maybe. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's insane. It's a lot of work, though. <laughs> I know because oh, you're doing it daily, right? Seven days a week. Seven days a week, uh, nonstop. It's like I finish filming a video, and uh, then you know, like you wake up. Not even 12 hours later, you're like starting the whole process over again. The whole thing. And so you're like, oh, wow, I got a great video for today. But then it's like hits you and you're like, but what am I doing tomorrow? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So how do you constantly top it? Because you don't want it to be, you know, worse than the previous day. You want it to be bigger and better every day, right? Yeah, it's hard. Um, and that's and that's the struggle and, mm. and it takes a lot of time. Um, but I think it's about... I have all of these ideas and I think a lot of creators have a ton of ideas. The difference is now you just have to figure out how to execute it in like that and make it look cool and interesting in a day day and then edit it and have it up the next day. Exactly. Do you turn it around the next day or is it a two day swing? It's the next day. So you record and then it's up the next day. Yeah. And it's pretty impressive because we met at the white house actually, where you did a pretty interesting prank stunt Yeah, and um, (laughs) you know, Got into some interesting kind of trouble there, right? Did the FBI show up to your house or something? Or yeah, the Secret Service. Secret Service. So I, I tried to stay overnight at the White House because <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I'm probably about to be at the White House one time in my life, and right. it's right now." And there was a ton of other influencers there, yeah. and I was like, "Yo, how can I innovate again and do something that like none of them would even think, think about doing?" Right. Uh, and then executing it. And so I tried to stay as long as I could at the White House. <laughs> I made it to like 3 a.m. and uh, posted the video the next mm-hmm. day and the day after that I get a call from the Secret Service and they're like hey we're at your door like come outside and I was like I'm not even home I was like in Las Vegas doing whatever <laughs> and they knock on the door and like my assistant comes out and is like she's scared out of her mind she doesn't know what what's going on they like interview her and so uh, I eventually had to talk to them, but didn't get in trouble because I was right, right. I was invited there, and you didn't stay the night either. You were just there late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, so. interesting. But it was funny because it was got a lot of attention because it was like risky and it was you know, I guess innovative. No one would do that, but and it was kind of hot because it was right around um, the like the election. Whole election and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was getting some viral juice probably from kind of those topics, right? Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. So you, and what's this cool when I, you know, when we first connected and I've known about you from your brother, Logan, who's been on the show. And, um, but when we first met, we, uh, I just watched your, your style, your video edit, uh, filming style and you were filming and then you'd speak into the camera and you'd say something. And I was like, what is he doing there? And you were like, well, I'm telling my editor, you know, what, what to do there, what clip to put in, what edit to do right there. And I think that's smart because you, you give that person direction as to exactly what you want, your vision, and it goes on the camera. And then you just upload it, and then it's ready the next day. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And and that's why I think a lot of uh, a lot of what differentiates influencers mm-hmm. um, is we're the producers, we're the writers, we're the talent, we're the directors, um, and, and mostly, and usually mo- the editors too. Yeah, mostly most of the time they're editors. Um, and like I personally, for my vlogs and stuff, I have an editor. Which like a lot of people don't know, so exclusive. Okay. Uh, School of greatness exclusive. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and um, but the, you'd be up all night if you did it. Exactly. And I have you know w- which I think we'll dive into later. I have all of this other stuff going on. Yes. Um, and so 
I have to, I have to have you an editor. You can't film and be the talent and then edit all night because it takes you know five to eight hours of doing editing. I'm exactly, and the, and what I realized like in the influencer space, all of the vloggers would edit their vlogs. All and of I, them. And I was like, why? <laughs> why? You can't scale that. You can't scale that. Number yeah. one. Number two. I'm not the best editor out no. there. Uh, and number three, it's another eight hours. Yeah. And like, yo, I, it's gonna drain you. You can't be creative exactly. for the next day. You can't work out. You can't be healthy. All these things, right? Exactly. And and that's what I, again I think is a differentiating factor, which is why I'm finding a lot of success. Is because I'm starting my vlogs at, at nine a.m. when like the other vloggers are still on the, uh, editing until like noon or one. Right. And so, and it's a little cost on my end. It's not that much. Yeah. Why are people not willing to invest in that editor or in that team to kind of build their brand? Why do they all, it seems like a lot of them just are one man or woman show, right? Yeah. So the the one answer I consistently get is like, oh, I don't trust anyone with my edits. Like mm. I have a very specific style. And like you said, I'm giving, I'm telling the editor like my style. And like from the start, the day one that we started working together, his style was different than mine. But I conformed him into my style after coaching. It groomed over time. Yeah. Exactly. Giving him notes, like being super picky, saying like this cut here should have been one second. And then really now that detailed. Exactly. And that's why a lot of vloggers are like, I want to edit my stuff uh, because they want it to be like their, mm, their edit. Their way. But now my editor does it in my style plus special effects, plus like all these cool like things and that Sounds stuff. I can't do that. And that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And it, it was probably a growing pain for you. It was probably like a month and a half of like, uh, I wish I didn't have to put this out right now. Or I wish it could have been a little different, but it got better as you got one over time, right? Exactly. There was a couple of times where I was like, yo, like <laughs> this could have been better, but now he's just like killing it. So there you go. Yeah. So invest in people, invest in, you know, the growing pains of uh, it maybe not being your way perfect all the time, but getting there eventually right yep exactly now did you always want to do video did you were you always a kid who was like into video you know i mean i know your brother his story but what's your story about that yeah um i kind i kind of just like always loved doing it mm -hmm. and uh oh, by the way before we go into this you're from ohio so big props bump. to ohio yep and uh growing up ohio there's not much to do well, that's part of the story, right? <laughs> so we were 10 years old, like playing football, yeah. like uh -huh. every Ohioan, um, yep. including yourself. And yep. so uh, we were like, we got a camera to record our football games so that we could watch the tape back and get better. And we just took it and started basically recording whatever we were doing. Right. Um, and we were super bored, so we'd find like dumb stuff, potato guns, four-wheelers. And this was when yep. we were like 10 years old, uh, me and my brother and... Uh, that he's a couple was, years older than you. Yeah. He's two years older. Yep. And so he, he and I would just like record everything that we we're doing and eventually found out about YouTube, started posting the videos there, got inspired from like other channels and started like scripting the videos out more, got a little bit better at it, got better at editing and just did it for fun. And I think we did it for like four years and had like a thousand subscribers um, on YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, it was just something we did for fun. Our friends would be like, yo, you're hilarious. Our teachers would be like, oh, I saw that one. That was funny. And, mm. and that was like all the encouragement we needed. Right. So four years of kind of testing and training and just playing for fun. Yeah, exactly. And then when did things kind of like you realize, oh, this is something I actually want to do more and I can make a living from it or. Yeah. So so we were then fast forward a couple of years. We were, I was a sophomore. 
in high school. Yeah, and my and my brother was a senior, mm-hmm. and he just finished like all of his ACTs, SATs. Yeah, he already had like a full ride to Ohio University. Um, I finished wrestling season, whatever, and he was like, "Yo, we should start making videos again." Uh, and posting them online. I was like, yeah, there's nothing else going on. Um, <laughs> Summertime, what else do we do? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And we picked up a camera again, and now we're a little bit older, you know, a little bit funnier, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, more mature, and we had that skill from the past and started making a couple of videos and then posting them to YouTube. Same thing. Our friends thought we were funny. That was about it. Uh, but then the app Vine comes out. And uh, jump on that platform the day it comes out. Immediately start making videos because again it was like supernatural. Um, and told my brother about it. We're you know making these six second videos, and then one day he's like, "Yo, um, that's you should be doing a different camera angle than that one." And I was like, "Dude, like what are you talking about? I have more followers than you." And I had like a hundred, and he had like fifty. Uh, and that pissed him off. He's the older brother. We're super competitive. And that day, he started like studying Vine and really like taking it seriously and putting time and effort into these videos because he wanted to get more followers than me. Um, and so I started to see that. And like in three days, he passed me just from like putting that effort in. And then I was like, yo, I need to catch up to him. And so we were in the middle of Ohio spending like hours making these six second videos and they were turning out good yeah um and it was just the start of vine so there there was like a lot of room to innovate and kind of do whatever you want and one of the videos that we made one day went viral uh which one was this we basically hacked vine um it's it's a little confusing to explain but we hacked vine essentially which no one had like seen before um and the video we posted it up and it was like the most success we ever got from a video before. What was the video you were doing that? What was in the video? So my brother like had his phone. And at the time, you had to like hold the screen on Vine to record. And he dropped his phone, but it kept on recording. So people were like, how'd oh, you do that? Yeah. 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 And um, people were just more blunt, blew their minds. Away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like this cool trick. Right, right. And from that, he gained 5,000 followers. Wow. And I gained like 4,000 or something. And we had that taste of like viral success. You're like, oh, let's do it more. Exactly. It's like once you, you once you start to build that momentum and like you see what works, you then can build off of that and continue to do what's mm-hmm. working. Um, and so, you know, we just invested more time into it, and it was like super fun. We we're like, wow, we're like Vine famous, whatever. <laughs> um, really had no idea what we were getting into, sure. and you know. 5,000 followers turned into 50,000, then 100,000. Then I remember I was at like 300,000. My brother was at like 600,000. And someone called us up and was like, hey, you know, we'll give you money to, uh, you know, promote our app on your across your Vine following. And this was when like social media brand deals were like very new. No one knew what to do. Exactly. And, no one knew yeah. how much to charge, whatever. And so he was like, yo, we'll give you like $250. And I was like, yeah. I'm rich. I know. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I was used to landscaping for $10 right. an hour. Yeah. Mowing lawns exactly. and paper routes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was, I was stoked. Um, and once that happened, I was like, oh, I can make money from this. I'm going to put even more time and effort into this. And that's how my brother felt too. And we kept on growing and growing. And then I think um, when it really like dawned upon me that this was like something special, uh, 
someone from like Texas called and was like, Hey, come to Texas. We're doing this like meetup with your fans. Like you can tell your fans to come meet you here. I'll pay you like a thousand dollars to come to this, you know, tour is what they called it. Um, and so I like made a couple of vines, told my fans to meet me there, fly to Texas, uh, which was like an awesome experience. I'd never really like traveled much out of Ohio on my own. And you're 16 at the time. Exactly. 16. And I land in Dallas, um, drive to the hotel and I pull up to the hotel and there's like 500 girls outside screaming screaming Jake Jake <laughs> you're like what I was like yo what is this like this is this is surreal right wow. now and I and I recorded it and I sent it to my brother and my parents and it was kind of like a moment of like this is tangible like this that that number of like having like 500,000 followers like was no longer just a number it was like it almost made sense that there's actually 500,000 people people out there. Um, and it was kind of a, a big moment for, I think all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when the vision got bigger and like what this could become got bigger. And I, I started talking to a, a lot of different people about this and, uh, the space was kind of evolving and the, and the pay and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, started to go up and, um, bigger brands were wanting to get involved with like social posts. And, uh, I also had, was dealing with like the, the bat, the negative side of things where like kids in my school were like, Oh, you think you're so cool. Like you think mm. you're famous, like whatever. Really? Yeah. And that, and that was, cause you were still, you were a junior at the time or whatever, right? You were going to be a junior. And were a lot of like kids recognizing you and following you that were in your school. Yeah. So like the, the lower classmen would like come up to me in the hallways and like want to take pictures. But then the upper classmen would be like jealous of that. Really? And like, they all would like, you know, go against me. Um, and I would wow. actually, it even like affected wrestling. So like I would go into wrestling tournaments and like when I walked in the gym, like, everyone would look at me shut up yeah and like vine this is when like vine was like blowing up and so like everyone had it um and they were all posting about you and this and that or yeah and like the, then you'd have the haters I, I lost like my junior year i lost like six matches and all of them were on vine like no way Just all like, of them were on jake vine. sucks yeah right? yeah oh my like, god jake paul losing jake paul getting like his ass beat whatever no blah, blah, way blah. so that sucks yeah that was like a did you make it to state no, I was so <sighs> close. Uh, I was like one one match away, oh, like man. district. Uh, Ohio wrestling is tough. It's tough. Yeah, <laughs> division one. And your your size was probably like the toughest class. One fifty two. I was oh, like right God. in the middle. That's yeah, really tough, man. Yeah, <laughs> my senior year though, I, I wish I could have gotten gone in my senior year. Nah. But yeah, we had like St. Ed's in our division They're and like all that beasts. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host 
When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So all these kids started to recognize you in school. Kids hated you. Kids loved you. And, you know, you started doing these meetups. I remember seeing, I think it was a Vine or something on video of Logan. When he was at Ohio University, he posted a video where he did like a meetup and there was like a thousand kids there or something at his school. He was like, yo, this is crazy. And he said something about it. And I was like, this has got to be interesting if you're in school and your classmates know you that well. But you're not like a celebrity on TV yet, but you're almost more famous to them. Yeah, it was a, it was a weird dynamic. Yeah, um, it's really weird. And it was like the kids that I grew up with were like hating on me, but then like I would go home and like all I'd be getting is like love on my right. phone. Right. Um, so it was a little bit tough to deal with. Weird. And like my mom would like call up their moms and be like, your son is like yelling at me, my son, and like saying he's this and that. Uh, so it was, wow. it was definitely an interesting like uh, process to go through, but you know, what I started to, to realize is that the city that I lived in, particularly like, I don't know about the rest of Ohio, but it was kind of like this bubble of like, there's a certain way to do things. And if you break, if you like go out of that mold, you get hated on. That's and true. so that's why if a lot you of leave people, the bubble. If you strive for more, sometimes people don't like that. Right. Exactly. And they try to pull you back into the bubble. Uh, but then kind of when I started to realize like, okay, like Coca-Cola is hitting me up. Like these fans in Texas, like I went to Los Angeles and, and met a couple of people and like they were on such a different level than me still. Uh, and I realized like there, I realized this bubble and I realized I can think so much bigger than this. And uh, my brother and I would talk about it all the time. And so we realized, okay, we if we want to pursue this and like turn it into something and keep on growing this, like we need to be in Los Angeles. And grow and dive into the entertainment space and make this more than just like social media. Um, 
because now you were getting relationships with other influencers who were probably living here and talking about the opportunities. I'm assuming you were doing, you know, collabs with people, right? Exactly. Yeah, and we would, yeah. and like you said, we would talk to the influencers here, and they'd be like, "You gotta hey, be in LA. Yeah. yeah, you gotta be in LA. Like this happens, this happens. You'll meet this person. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they can hook you up with more brand deals. You know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be doing like movie promotions, you're gonna have to be here anyways. Yeah, yeah. If you want to act, blah blah blah. Um, and we we were like, okay, we got to move to Los Angeles. And, and you're so, what a senior now or what? I wasn't even a senior. No, no, I was like wow. just finishing my wrestling season junior year. Wow. Um, and my parents were like, okay, like, you know, <laughs> Did they want you to go to college. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. What were they saying about this? They, I mean, they understood it, thankfully, but my That's grades good. like weren't that good. <laughs> of course. And because I I was spending all the time like making the vines and wrestling. Uh-huh. And my parents were like, you need to get good grades if you want to go to Los Angeles. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, you don't you don't get it. I'm not going to get good grades because if I focus on that, then I'm going to be taken away from, like, what's actually working and making me money right now. Um, and my brother was, like, kind of in the same boat in college. And he was like, this is this is almost pointless. My teachers, point? yeah. my teachers were being negative towards me. Like, I even had one teacher say, like, um, like, what are you going to do when Vine dies? And, like, just dogging on me in front of, like, the whole class. And no I was way. like, this is a negative environment. And, like, not helping me at all. Um, so I basically like tried to convince my parents every day. And I think in the back of their minds, <laughs> every day you're saying something to them. Yeah. And I think in the back of their minds, they knew that like I was going to go. Cause like my mind was set on it at 18. You're like, I'm out either way. Exactly. Either support me or you're going to support me now. And like, I'm going to do it when I'm 18 regardless. And yeah. then like, you know, it'll be, it'll be a bad relationship. There'll be some but, tension either. Yeah. Help me get there or, Peace out. And exactly. I'm never coming back type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think they knew that. They were just like wanted me to go. Right. And then Logan, <laughs> Logan, what happened with him? He left after his freshman year or? Yeah. So we both, um, I was transitioning into online school towards the end of my junior year. So you didn't go to senior year? No. You left school? Yeah. After the junior year, you were like, peace out. I left like five days early. and Before the first day. Of class. Oh, you left five days early of junior year. Yeah, junior year. You didn't finish. No, I didn't even like technically finish. I did like my last exam, and I actually it was I actually like wow. remember. Um, <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> I don't think people know this, but I remember walking out of the classroom, and like kind of the whole school knew that I was moving to Los Angeles, and there was a lot of stigma around it, being like, "Oh, we'll see you back here when you fail," blah blah blah. Wow. And so I remember like walking out on the last day, and like. I walked through this lunch um, and like almost the whole school was in there and everyone was just staring at me and I just like was looking right out the doors and like from that day on I told myself I would never go back to that school just because like of how much of a negative environment it was unless I was in a Rolls Royce. Um, so <laughs> wow. since that day, I walked out of those doors, got in my car and left um, and I haven't been back since. Um and I'm only going to go back if I'm in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> I don't know why, but... <laughs> That's just what you thought of at the moment. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Um, and so, yeah, basically moved to Los Angeles. My brother dropped out of high school, left... College, off, right? Or, yeah, college. Um, so he didn't finish his freshman year. He finished. His freshman year, he yeah. finished, and then left college. Yeah, he left a yeah. full ride. Full academic ride? Yeah, or full academic ride. Logan's that smart, huh? Yeah. Wow. Um to move to Los Angeles and uh, I flew there. He drove his car out there and <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> basically 
got over into like West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you guys live together at the beginning? Or? Yeah, we lived together. Amazing. Um, and I think I, I met, was I seventeen at this time? I think I was seventeen. Yeah, I think I was seventeen. Um, and we lived together, moved in, super excited. Like you know, we're in the big city, um, and we got all, all of our stuff settled in, and we kind of like sat down and we were like. Okay. Now what? <laughs> yeah. Now what do we do? <laughs> wow. Um, and were you making enough money to pay for your own rent? Were your parents helping out with that? What like what was that situation? It was all like our own you money. Guys. So you were making enough then. You were making whatever five ten grand a month or something. Or yeah, not even. It was probably like, like combined. It was, yeah, it was probably like I was probably making like eight grand a month, and like yeah. my bro was probably making like a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, but it was growing exponentially, of course, like every, every month. month, and um the rent was like expensive and we had to buy our own furniture and um, Ubers and all that stuff. And so we grew, we had to grow up like really fast uh, doing my own. Your parents weren't here. You're living on your own. Exactly. Like cleaning dishes, doing laundry, like all of the stuff that you don't think about. They'll do it until after you're done with college. (laughs) Exactly. And it, and it sort of all added up and wow. uh, The first kind of like two to three months in Los Angeles were like, meeting people like mingling not really knowing what to do but we we went there and in my mind I knew I wanted to like continue to do social media and build that but use the social media to act and mm-hmm. to do business um and I didn't necessarily like know what that meant when I was like getting into it do you want to be an actor yeah why I just loved being on, in front of camera and creating and then like watching myself afterwards and being like, okay, how can I, how can I play that scene better? How, how can I like, you know, create something more, even more entertaining. Um, and yeah, basically just like saw my inspiration was like Leonardo DiCaprio and I saw like what he did and I just wa- wanted to like follow that, that same route and a lot like almost all of the social media kids were like thinking the same thing. They're like, we're all going to act. We're all going to be on Disney. We're going to be on this TV show, this movies. Exactly. Um, and my brother and I were like, okay, how do we set ourselves apart? You know, we already kind of have our foot in the door with the following because like the casting directors, the producers want to get traction to their, their projects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the, so you could promote it and say, Hey, what, We'll get all our fans to watch this. Exactly, because at the end of the day, Hollywood's a business, and yeah. if I have 10 million people going to a film, like that's money deal. for them. Yeah. Um, but I knew there's you know 150 social media kids that were trying to do this, so, so I was how do you like, differentiate. Yeah, I was like, yo, I need to, I need to get the talent. I need to like improv class. I need to uh, acting. I need to go to acting class and really like hone this skill and audition a lot of times and fail a lot of times. Uh, before I can like walk into the room nails and nail something like really good, because uh, I knew the following would help me get into the wow. doors. Um, but so you started doing uh, these classes right away. Then you started doing improv. Yeah, I started doing improv and like acting classes like almost every day, and started like honing the skill. And I and when I dove into it, like I didn't realize how hard it was. It was very difficult, and it's so different than than social media. And I realized that, like, on social media, I was at the top of my game. In acting, I was literally at the bottom of the, the pole. worst. Yeah, and like, 
I just remember like my acting teacher who's like your typical like Hollywood acting teacher like yelling at me like really? you suck blah, blah blah like do this do this like no 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 redo redo like and in front of a group of people in front of a group of like people humiliated. exactly oh it's the worst um and I was like the youngest person in the class and like uh it was definitely a learning experience but I got so much better from it and and through that I like learned the craft and and learned the basics and then from there like started to grow um and and i'm still doing that like till this day uh but at least i was like on my path you know and um started auditioning here and there eventually uh booked a couple of roles i did like youtube red one of youtube red's like first movies a a fox digital movie um and then smaller roles i'm assuming or yeah the one was smaller and the one was like more of a lead role Mm -hmm. uh which like being on set and like having that experience, it's priceless. Right? Yeah, it's priceless, and I, and it was like so beneficial in the long run because you see how the acting classes then apply in real mm. life. Because, uh, you know, you're on set, you're kind of just chilling. Then it's like makeup, wardrobe, hear your lines, stand here, go, and it's like that fast. And before you know it, you're like, oh my god, like I'm in front of camera, like they're about to roll, and then everything's on you, like fifty people. And you have to like nail your lines and nail your take. Um, so, how did you do? Did you ever mess up a bunch when you were like when it was rolling on you, or were you pretty prepared? I was pretty. Yeah, no, I was pretty prepared because I was like, "Yo, this is my first thing." Like, I, I uh, you got to be ready. I was nervous though. I can imagine. I was really nervous. Did you have to do a lot of takes, or did you kind of get your groove? How did that work? I kind of got the groove. I think the first couple of takes, I was like nervous, and it wasn't just like a solo scene or whatever. Right, right. So uh, there was like other actors messing up. Oh, and, like, that nice. helped me, but then I would like mess up one, and we found the rhythm. But uh, th- after the first kind of scene, the nervousness went away, and I got comfortable with the director and the crew. And um, and then you landed your own show, right, with Disney? Yeah. So all those kind of like built up. Well, before before Disney, uh, we my brother and I kind of had this attitude like, why why are we waiting for? other people to cast us um when we know we know we're talented we we want to showcase our skills um why not like write a movie and i think i don't know if you talked about this a little bit but go ahead yeah so like we we uh sat down we're like okay let's write a movie and went into that process learned a lot about writing from that um finished the project and uh, then went to go like raise funds for it and like we had no idea what we were doing uh but we like paired with some some awesome people and um eventually we had uh ron burkle and jonathan ornstein fund the movie and like we got to see like our vision come to life and now it's like fully shot uh and edited and should be coming out like this this year sometime uh, and it's called like airplane mode and we have like all of our social media friends in it. Um, but that was like the idea, like, yo, we could, we can do this on our own because we have the built in audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we'll see, we'll start to see like a lot more of that in the future. And like, I know we want to continue to, to do our own projects as well as be in these like traditional films. But yeah, I actually could well, leading to your next one. I actually couldn't be in that movie because it's like rated R and I, yeah, and I booked the Disney show. You couldn't be in airplane mode. I couldn't be in it. Because it's rated R? Because you're it's, under 18 or what? 
because how's that work? Because I I booked the Disney show before, oh, uh, like what, right uh, before they're about to start shooting. I was like, I can't pass up this opportunity. So because you're on a Disney show, you can't be in a rated R movie. Well, yeah, it, it, it's pretty. I mean, there's like a gray line, sure. But the script was like it was pretty vulgar, and they were like, uh, we we can't really have you no in this. Way. Um, but you re- so you didn't want to pass up on Disney? Of course, yeah, n- no, definitely not. Um, and that like whole process of you know auditioning to be on Disney was like a whole another level of like competition because there's so many kids and like so many different rounds of auditioning. How many kids were there? How many rounds? I think it, I mean, I think at the start there was like 10, but that was like after it was like narrowed down. Um, so I don't know what the initial like search was, but might've been hundreds in the beginning and then it got down to like 10 finalists and then you did a certain amount of rounds. Was it like a month of rounds or was it a couple of weeks? It was like two to three weeks. Um, and they would like have you test with like the other, other actors yeah. and, you know, figure out like who is vibing the best. And I remember just like seeing the character and I immediately like understood who he was. Um, and when I went to go do my first test with the girls who were already casted as like the two lead roles, um, I walk into this room and there was like a giant table and like just 15 like executive looking people like just staring at me <laughs> with suits and you're like yeah and i like walk in i'm like hey like what's up guys like trying to like crack the or like break the ice and um we went into the test were you nervous intimidated i was very nervous i was very nervous but i was i practiced so much i had my lines like perfectly memorized mm-hmm. i knew exactly like you know the arcs i was going to take throughout the scene um and like halfway through the scene, I was like playing it so good that the girls that I was testing with started laughing. They like broke character because I was like making them laugh so hard. You were too good. And and <laughs> yeah, and the executives were laughing too. And sort of after that one, like I came home and my brother was like, "How did it go?" And I was like, "Yo, I I know I got the role. I know I got the role." Uh, and I kind of just like had that that mindset of like yo like I I killed that one I just got to keep on killing it and eventually got the role. Wow! Um, but it was an awesome process and that was probably like one of the the biggest moments of my career getting the call like hey like you booked this Disney Channel show. Uh, it was very very surreal. Um, it's crazy. That's like winning the state championship, national championship. Exactly, and and I knew that. Um, I had to, you know, break into traditional media somehow in in some way. And if I was one of the first influencers to do so, then that would set me up for success in the future. Uh, just because, like, having that experience under my belt, which is, like, the the, the Disney, it's like a powerhouse brand. and brand and the their connections and they own Marvel and ABC. And, um, I was, like, okay, this is the right place to be at. And the experience I gained from like just the first season of being on Bizarre Vark was massive. Like shooting 21 episodes, like I could memorize pages of lines in like minutes. Really? And blocking and four cameras pointed at me. And like I basically, throughout that process, I lost like all the nervousness I had as an actor. I completely like broke out of my shell um, which takes uh, sometimes it takes like a lot of actors a long time to get there, and then once they get there, they're like they they're some of the best actors that we see today. Wow. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it was it was such a huge moment to to be able to have like a, a series regular job, something steady as an actor. Yeah. Um, and again, you're differentiating yourself from all the other big social media influencers who have maybe they have 10 million followers, but they don't have mainstream credibility. They don't have something consistent. They're schlepping like uh, sweet tea or whatever it is, or like yeah. you know, like vitamins online. Yeah. To like continue to make money. Yep. Because they've got this audience, but they don't know how to build a business. They don't know how to build their own brand and tr- traditional media around it. Maybe they're getting a few press hits or some articles or features, but they're not doing something like this, like a show, a movie, you exactly. know, getting bigger brand deals the way you are, which is interesting. Exactly. And and one thing that I noticed um, after like we finished filming or after the show started airing, a demographic that never previously came up to me in public started coming up to me. And it was an audience that was like five, six, seven years Shut old up. that didn't even have cell phones. And so that was like, You're wow. getting five-year-olds come up to you? Yeah. And, and this well, was what's like- What's your name on the show? Uh, Dirk. Dirk. So, so they, they say you're They Dirk? don't even know Jake. They don't <laughs> they even say, know Jake. Dirk. <laughs> yeah. They say, Dirk. Oh, my God. I, like, you're on Bizarrevark. And they don't even have cell phones. Wow. And that's, that, and that moment, I realized, okay, this decision to like spend a ton of time on- making the show was so worth it uh, because I'm building into that audience who like eventually will have phones who can eventually follow me on social media. And while I'm building out this like social media demographic. And so to me, it was all worth it when that started to happen. Because you're probably not making as much money as you could be on other things from the show. I'm sure it's making good money, but it's not like as big as a big brand deal could be for you just for one video. Of course. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. And so you're almost sacrificing a certain area of your, your, you know, finances and your business to have a huge upside later. You're delaying the gratification 100%. by reaching an audience again that really can't do much for you right now. But but also tying yourself to Disney brand and saying you're an actor on Disney is massive. Yeah, and and that was then that was like the thought around mm-hmm. it. Like I'm gonna need to invest the the time now, and this is gonna pay off later. And the the hustle on everything else is gonna have to increase because uh, like even now I'm gonna have to vlog every day while on set every day uh so wow it's gonna it's a lot range rover sport leads by example picture this assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability that's the third generation range rover sport which is the most desirable advanced and dynamically capable one yet this vehicle redefines sporting luxury offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure now available in sleek new stealth pack carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers inside the range rover sport advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning PIVI Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. How do you organize, you know, when I was 19, I was, I couldn't even get to class, you know, and all I was doing was focusing on football and I don't know, like what I was going to eat that day. Like how are you as a nine, you're 20 now, right? Yeah. How are you as a 20 year old organizing your day, your finances, your life, thinking about acting businesses that we haven't even talked about building your content every day. Like you're doing so much every day. How does someone at 20 when a lot of people are listening at 30, 40, 50 are struggling with organizing the day? How are you able to do that? The number one thing towards time management. And how are you like even thinking about that? And, and and what did you? How have you learned how to do this? So, as as like my day started to fill up to the point where like I couldn't do anything else in the day, I had to just right. go to sleep. <laughs> I was like, how do I prioritize this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I studied a lot about about time management and like prioritizing the the things that you need to get done on a day-to-day basis what's what's more important like you sitting on your phone and like texting people back right away or getting your video done and and to the editor and being on set and memorizing your lines and taking this specific meeting um and i then invested money to hire employees to like an assistant um who can basically do a lot of these like small tasks for me that I don't necessarily need to be doing unless I have to be there. I'm not going to do it. Um, and she's like scheduling my day and, uh, you know, breaking down things as much as possible. And the biggest thing I can say is like habit, the power of like habit and like doing things consistently, you know, waking up at this time, starting your video at this time, having your weekly meeting, on Monday at, at, at 10 with all of your employees. So, right. so that, you know, you're going to have to, you know, get a different piece of content for that day. Cause you're not going to have as much time to film and, um, kind of just like knowing all of these things, but a lot goes into it. And you really, if you, like my saying is you got to want it. And I think that's like the number one thing is like, you got to want it. Like there's so much time in a day when I yeah. like pause and stop all of these things. I'm like, so bored and like the time like just yeah uh so i think i really started to realize like how much time there was in a day and you got to want it and and cut out all the uh non the 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 stuff that doesn't matter yeah Um, even like a lot of influencers in particular like they want to go out to eat for every single meal Breakfast, go to a breakfast spot, lunch, go to a lunch spot, dinner, go to a dinner spot. That right there is like each of those activities is two hours. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm just going to like have, I'm just going to get a personal chef and like have meal plans and uh, microwave the stuff, cook it up. It's healthy, quick, done. So like little things like that uh, yeah. you have to think about. 
they are taking a lot of meetings, aren't they? Just like lunch and dinner meetings or just hanging with friends during breakfast. Well, a lot of dinner. it just like hanging out. Yeah, just hanging. Yeah. That is six hours a day of just like eating. Exactly. And going to somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, man. Do you do you study anyone who does this? Are you reading books? Are you how are you learning these things? Um, I forget the guy's name. Yeah, I was I was studying it. Um, what's his name? Lee Clark, Lee Clark Lee something. I don't know. He he has a program called like Thrive Fifteen. But mm. oh yeah, have you I've, heard of that? I've heard of that? Yeah. So um, I watched a couple of videos on there. Yep. yep. That really like talked about how um, time management and all these things setting up your day exactly and and the way I think about it is like yeah I'm doing all of these things but like pe- people are doing more yeah like there's celebrities doing more so how can I do more uh, there's business people who are doing more like I just think about the CEO of Uber or yeah. you know Snapchat like imagine how much stuff is on their to-do list um, and they have to prioritize it mm-hmm. Um and so I think about it in the same way as much yeah. as possible. Five years ago, before you got into all this stuff, did you imagine you'd be here right now? No. What did you think you'd be doing? Like finishing school and going to college and, you know, have a girlfriend? Or what was, <laughs> what was your vision then? My vision then, uh, I was actually training. Uh, I was starting to train to become a Navy SEAL. Really? Yeah. It's typical uh, Ohio. You know, it's like. Of course. <laughs> no, I was like. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. Um, my grades weren't that good, um, but I was athletic. I knew how to work hard, and I was smart. I just didn't ever like apply myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, started and like the Navy SEALs is like everything that I loved, uh, like competition, mental yeah. toughness, brotherhood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I was like fell in love with that, and started putting a lot of effort into like figuring out how I was going to do that. Uh, and I mean, it's still something I want to do, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, business maybe you can calls. play a Navy SEAL on a movie. Exactly. That's the great thing about Hollywood is like, cool, you huh? can do everything. Yeah. Um, so you're on that track and then these things kind of unfold. When you started to get the traction, did you realize like, Oh, I want to be like this influencer person and, and this is what I'm going to do now. Or did you think you'd be this big? I don't think so. Really? I think. I think part of where we found success is not thinking too much. Yeah. Which is like, I think a lot of people overthink like, okay, I need to do this, this, and this. And, uh, you know, it's super hard to become an actor. So I'm not even going to try. We didn't know how hard it was, but we just like went for it. I think that's like part of where we found success or like, we didn't know, you know, exactly, you know, the formulas for creating like the best videos online at this point, like we were still young and like green, but we just went for it and posted content. Yeah. Um, and I, I think as I, you know, started to progress, I sort of like was learning a lot and, and then started to see like where this could go. Um, but definitely from the start, I was like, there was kind of just like, um, growing followers and like making money from it. Right. Um, eventually I, uh, I realized I needed to have like a vision. Yeah. Yeah. And what is the vision now? Vision now. <laughs> I, uh, I like to think of myself as like, uh, a young Ashton Kutcher, like the modern young Ashton Kutcher where like he takes his, um, you know, acting presence and grows that becomes like, you know, a huge star, but 
is also on the business side of things and the and the tech side of things and is an investor and you know if Ashton doesn't want to act he doesn't have to um and I think a lot of actors are trying to like take that route now but they don't know how to do it like right. they're maybe just good at acting um but the spin on it is like now there's the social media element involved and um the acting space is a little bit different and like the the going getting to the top is no one's really done it in like today's space mm-hmm. now. So there's not like a paved set path. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I want to have this big presence in, in the world and be able to, um, you know, launch different businesses and, and products and, and charities and, and give back mm-hmm. to the fans and um, just have fun along the way. I think one of my like, very specific goals is uh, I'd like to be like a superhero or supervillain in like a huge action movie like a uh, Marvel yeah be sweet yeah the Green Goblin I like <laughs> I, I, I want to play like a uh, like the Joker or something like oh, that that'd be like good. a hard role that's like really hard yeah I could see that huh that's cool man I'd see as the uh, the young Ashton Kutcher for sure I mean that guy's really paved out an incredible career for himself great brand and he's you know invested in multiple you know, companies as well. I'm an investor in one of the companies he's an investor in. And, uh, it's been incredible to see what he's done. I don't know him personally, but it, he's always impressed me. So yeah, no, same. And that you could do that. I mean, Hey, that's great vision, man. Thank you. That's awesome. And so you're, it's, what's fascinating now is you're 20 years old and you've got, you've started a couple of companies already and you have this thing called team 10. Is that correct? Yeah. And what is team 10 and what was the vision for creating this? So, Sort of right when I backtracking like before the acting stuff like that's one side of me. Social media side's one side. The business side is like I was sitting here in LA. I was like, how do I become bigger than just myself, um, or how do I create like an empire? Uh, and I asked myself, and I, like a lot, a couple of my mentors were like, think of how you can create money while you're sleeping like mailbox money where like you're just getting checks mm-hmm. um, for not doing anything necessarily. And I started to think of how this would be applicable and I was like studying the entertainment space and I saw what Dr. Dre did uh, where he was a big artist himself. He had a skill set and he would find people with the potential to be like him. He would teach them that skill set, help them like cultivate it and then put them in front of his audience. Uh, and from that, they would blow up. Mm-hmm. Out comes Eminem, 50 Cent, Snoop Dogg, Tupac. And he starts to create this network. And Dr. Dre becomes bigger than himself. But then what he did that was special was like, takes that network of influential people that he's very close with and puts a pair of headphones on them. Mm-hmm. And then that's his billion dollar exit. And so I was like, okay, is this same model applicable in social media? Uh, can I find someone else who has potential, small following, and make them massive online? Um, and so I put it to the test, and it immediately worked. I found these kids. They had like 30,000 followers at the time. and uh, Like brothers? Or they're they? brothers. They're yeah. twins, yeah. yeah. And... and brought them out to Los Angeles for like a month, started making videos with them, taught them like, you know, little tips and tricks to add to their content, taught them like how to post across the different platforms, like all the little things that go into it. Mm -hmm. And I put them in front of my audience 
and they were young, good looking, and good at making videos. And so they immediately went from like thirty thousand followers to like five hundred thousand in a matter of weeks. Wow. And so I was like, Okay, this worked. Um, what are they at now? Now they're yeah. at like fifteen million. What? Yeah. On one channel or on all channels? Just or? all their channels combined. Wow. Yeah. Uh but at the time it was kind of just like a test and uh I was seeing if it would work. So and I was still seventeen at the time. It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but a couple months later, I turned eighteen. I was like, okay, I'm going to turn this into a business. Mm-hmm. Get lawyers to have to draft up contracts and um, create, uh, incorporate, and start signing people to what I call a social media label. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, this is like an agency where you're like signing talent, or you're oh, you're a manager. Um, mm-hmm. But the difference is, is like we're like a family and when we're a team and um, we're incubating talent and taking like a percentage of their careers for like longer periods of time, excuse me. And that's why I call it a label because it's like more involved on like sort of everything that's happening. We're yeah. investing time, money into these people to launch them from the start. Um, and they're helping us with all of our businesses like free promotion here they grow our next influencer wow. um and so it's like a family and that's where the, the name team came from because i was like we're gonna i'm gonna create a team that like sticks together in social media and rises to the top because one thing that i saw is that like influencers were too competitive and they weren't yeah. like helping each other yeah and i was like this is dumb everyone can gain from this i'm gonna create the organization to do this and so found this girl uh i knew her from ohio actually yeah and and she uh, basically was working at she was working at Panera Bread, and good old Panera. Yeah, <laughs> I love Panera, yo. <laughs> um, but basically, she's like, I want to model and like move to Los Angeles. And I was like, Oh, like you actually could like she's a good looking girl, funny, good personality. And I was like, Okay, I'm gonna you're gonna be like the first person that I'm gonna sign to Team Ten. And she had how many followers? She had two thousand. On Instagram or something. Instagram or, only, yeah. yeah. And, like, didn't do any other platforms. Didn't even, like, make content. She was just, like, her friends following her. Um, and so brought her under the wing, and uh, she started to grow insane. Same thing, like, 2,000 to, like, a couple hundred thousand in a matter of time. And now she's at, like, 7 million. And what? Yeah. This is, like, two years or something? Or? This isn't, like, a year. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so, and she lives and you guys have a house, right? Like yeah. a, where you all live together. Yes. Yeah, so we, ha- we have a house and Does 10 of you live with the house or what? There's, um, I mean, it depends what day it is, honestly, right. but <laughs> there's like people in and out all the time, but sure. definitely a lot of people. And the idea of, is that the idea of that is like, everyone's there creating content and collaborating mm-hmm. with each other. So awesome content comes from it, but then we can just take a new piece of talent and plug, and plug them, them into the system. The system. And, and blow they, them up exactly. Wow! And you're you're getting brand deals for these individuals too. You're doing, you're helping, kind of their content strategy. Or what are you doing for them? Yeah. So, um, content strategy. We help them identify editors if they want them. Mm-hmm. Um, promotion, brand deals, uh, introductions to like other businesses in the social media space. Like help them maybe get signed to an MCN. Um, and then even like wanting them to transition into traditional media. So like I've gotten a couple of them onto the Disney show and wow. like giving them credibility there. Um, wow. And it's kind of, there's, there's like 13 people signed now. 
Um, and we've taken so many people from like small amounts of followings and now it's like this like self feeding thing that almost runs itself when we like plug someone new, uh, into it. And like the fans love us as a family. Um, that should be a reality show right there in the house, right? I'm not saying we're not working on it, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah. and And that's like kind of the idea of it. And, and from there, um, with that sort of like base in mind, the vision got bigger of like sort of like what Dre did. Like, okay, now there's this network. Now what can we do that's like super scalable? Like that's a great business and it makes money. But what can we do that's like, because I have big visions. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. But you're taking like a percentage of each one of them for brand deals and stuff like that. It's not like a consistent thing for everyone. It's like, it depends on what they do, right? Exactly. Because you're not getting paid for how big their growth is getting. It's only if they get paid on top of that, I'm assuming. Yeah, they have to make money. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you get a piece of their piece. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but what's unique about it is like now we have this like, it's essentially a marketing platform. Right. We're like, say, here we got 10 people with... 100 million reach, you know, you come in here brand or come in here product or whatever, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. and, the, and, the, and then the vision was like, how do we create our our own thing that we own? Your own product that, or tech exactly. or app or whatever, right? Yeah. And um, so that's where the vision got bigger and uh, actually like went out to raise money for that like bigger, the bigger vision of, of creating like, you know, those scalable products um, and met like a ton of people through that. Uh, we ended up raising like a million dollars um, just like recently mm-hmm. and now just like attacking the space like full force uh, with, with a team of people and, um, and now there's people behind the scenes that are like helping out and like right. advisors and it's sort of shaping into, you know, what I wanted it to i guess um from the start and uh it's becoming more more legit and uh you know every day there's there's growth and Mm. um we're basically like just figuring out this the holes in the social media space and even in like the traditional media space and uh how to best like monetize Mm. Uh, in the space and so that's kind of like what we're working on there what's the biggest challenge for you right now all these opportunities coming your way acting daily vlogging there's you know 13 people on your team building businesses on the side trying to make the olympics which is crazy but what's the biggest (laughs) challenge you're facing right now the biggest challenge is which girls to say yes to on dates no no. (laughs) (laughs) the um the opportunity like too much opportunity Mm -hmm. you can drown in opportunity and so like figuring out again what to prioritize what to say no to and what to say yes to um and there what i found recently is there's so many people like trying to pull me in particular in different directions for this meeting or that meeting or to go meet this really important person but i'm like is this a really important person like invested into my career? Like I'm going to meet them and they're going to know who I am. And like, sometimes that's great, but like I got to double down on myself Just be focused and get my stuff done and get like my internal meetings done and get like my strategy and plan done and manage my employees on a day to day basis and get my content done. Um, 
and I think investing like in yourself is what I found is is the biggest thing and, and mm. saying no uh yeah. more than saying yes. I think uh I think it was Warren Buffett, I'm not sure if it was him or someone else said the difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people almost say no a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. I, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like really successful people say no almost all the time. And just successful people don't. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already Already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories, but your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Yeah, and, and I think that's, like, what I'm finding out. And I, and I, I found, like, the the areas that I want to play in and like what I'm good at. And, uh, we have like our vision and our trajectory to get there as a company and, and both as like an individual, um, and not going away from that, that trajectory and Mm -hmm. sticking to it as much as possible. And a lot of times, like you said, it's saying no and, uh, staying in the office and working and, we already, I already did the meetings with the investors, you know, yeah. so. First year or two, you were doing meetings, you're meeting people, now it's time to grind and, exactly. and get it done, right? Exactly. What about the, <clears throat> I have a few more questions I want to ask you, but I'm curious about the interaction with your brother. Now, I'm the youngest in my family, and my older brother is one of the most successful, talented jazz violinists in the world. He's played with the top artists, and he's always been very talented and successful. So I've always had that hunger to kind of, you know, friendly compete i'm not trying to be a musician but just like compete to be at the same level right yeah what is that like for you guys i know you guys work together a lot of things and you're obviously a family and supportive but i'm curious for you as the youngest are you the youngest in the family yeah yeah Yeah. as the youngest how do you feel do you feel like just this constant hunger to to get you know kind of a little bit bigger kind of be like oh this video did a little bit better than yours and kind of be competitive or what is that like for you guys 100 percent. so there's (laughs) It's a, it's a, like you said, it's a friendly competition Uh and, you know, we both feed off of each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, and for him, it's like, I can't let my little brother pass me. And for me, it's like, I want to be better than my older brother. Um, because he was always bigger than you on Vine, right? Exactly. He was kind of like the big deal on Vine. Yeah. And, and I was kind of always in the shadow and, and, um, you know, people would, even fans would comment like, oh, Logan's Vines are so much better. And how'd that um, make you feel? It was, it was a tough thing to deal with, but 
um, there was more positive than negative, and that's what I sure. tried to focus on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like people, people would be like, "Oh, you're you're in a shadow. You're doing the same exact things as him." Blah blah blah. But I knew, I personally, and Logan won't probably ever watch this, but I personally always knew that I was smarter than Logan. Wow. And I knew that I would work harder than Logan. One thing that Logan is a lot better than than me at is like creating content. He's brilliant at it. Yeah. I've watched him. Yeah. And so um that's one thing that that like he has the crown on, but I knew I was smarter and I knew I would I'd would work harder. Um and we're starting to see those like hints of me catching up or passing him. Cuz you pass him on YouTube now. I right? pass him on YouTube. And you started around the same time. Yeah. Well, he started he he actually has like 30 days on me. Wow. Um, he must hate that. Yeah. But it, but it drives him. <laughs> sure. Um and same thing on like on the, the business side of the things, business yeah. side of things, but and also like in traditional media, he's killing it there as well. He's getting movie deals. He's getting acting right. Exactly. Yeah. But he's on billboards. It's on like sunset. digital stuff. It's yeah. like digital stuff. YouTube so, stuff. Yeah. So arguably, like people are like, oh, like you're doing, you're doing, uh, you know, better than your brother in the acting space. And I'm like, maybe. Um, but I always told myself, and even when I passed him on YouTube, like my dad called me, like my friends texted me, and they were like, you passed Logan. And I was like, yeah, that's like a goal of mine. But like, if I just, if that's what I live to do is to pass my brother, Mm. then that's all I'll ever be. And so I try to think like one step higher and say like, you know, that doesn't matter. Like I need to look above that. Um, That's a great goal to hit. Now what's the bigger thing? Exactly. And it was never like it was always in the back of my mind and like we push each other and he'll be in the gym late night. So that like, I want to go to the gym and he's doing crazy stuff for his videos. And so I have to like, you know, up, up my stuff and, and vice versa. Um, and so it's a friendly competition, but it's only, it's only healthy for both of us because we're just pulling each other up and up and up and up. Um, and so it's, it's, uh, it's fun to, it's fun to, do you think you'd be where you're at right now if he wasn't in the video creation space, if he was just doing like uh, in college, just hanging out? I don't think so. I think I've. Where do you think you'd be like following wise or just in, would you be in LA? Would you be? I'd definitely be in LA. I don't think I'd have as many followers um, because I have learned a lot from him from yeah. the start. Um, and now he's learning a lot from me and vice versa again um and so i definitely wouldn't be where i am in following uh if it wasn't for him and i think the same goes again for him because you know i needed him in my videos he needed me in in my videos in ohio like so um it's definitely been like a mutually beneficial Mm -hmm. relationship it's funny i spent i was in the olympics in rio with him we spent a lot of time there he was with um mark Right. Yeah. 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 He, he and Mark were there. And so I was hanging out with them at different events and just walking around Rio, having dinners and stuff. And it was amazing to see like ideas come to his head, like the creative yeah. process of like just walking down the street and he was like, Oh wait, Mark, do this, do this, do this. And like film this. And, and, and just like his process was fascinating to me just to see it from an outsider's point of view. So he's got that talent. He's for got sure, it, creativity, yeah. right? Yeah. He's got the creativity. Like, Especially on like the comedy skit side of things, very funny, yeah. Um, 
and the angles and the way it's shot and edited and, and put together, like I say he's the number one for um like the the comedy space or like yeah. the skit space and his Facebook numbers really show Insane. that. So the videos are just blowing up there. Exactly. Let's see how many how many followers do you have there on I think like twenty million or something. Yeah, like fifteen close. million. Yeah. Wow. Which is it's just ridiculous. Um which shows like he he knows the viral space more than anyone I think yeah. and knows how to execute upon it at least on Facebook and Instagram um and so that he has on lockdown uh but like I said I've I've always been like if I want to stop making videos right now you know I could do that and so I think it's else, like work yeah. smarter versus like harder yeah um and I know he like looks at my views every night on YouTube and I look at his <laughs> And like right now I'm doing more views, but what a lot of people don't understand, even other influencers who might look at my numbers is I have 13 other people making videos that I own like those views technically Mm -hmm. and like add those on top and all of a sudden I'm doubled. And like, that's what a lot of influencers, they haven't thought like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what I'm like super excited about is just continue to, to grow that that's great man amazing um final few questions for you this is a question called uh, the three truths that i ask everyone at the end of my podcast now you're the youngest is he the youngest i've had on so you're the youngest i've had on uh at 20 i think logan was 21 when he came on maybe or 20 it was a year ago or something so what is he now 22 or yeah he, or yeah. i don't even know yeah yeah 20. so anyways you're the youngest officially and i ask this to people it's called the three truths and if this was many years down the road and it was your last day, you know, whatever, 100 years from now, your last day, how old you're going to live till, and you've created everything you've ever wanted to create, you've built the businesses, you've sold companies, you're the biggest star in the world, whatever it is you want to do, you've done it. And for whatever reason, all the content you've ever created is erased from time. Every video, every book, every app, every business, it's gone. And it's your last day and you're about to go to sleep for the final time. And you have a piece of paper and a pen where you get to write down only three things. And these are three truths, the three truths that you would pass on to the world, the three lessons, the three statements. So this would all would be people to remember you by no other videos or any other content. What would be your three truths? First thing that comes to mind is hard work beats talent. Uh, I've just seen that time and time again with like influencers, with business people, celebrities, hard work beats talent. Um, that'd be one thing that, that I would write down two more. Uh, (laughs) it's a big, it's a big question. I would say like successful people. And this is like a quote from somewhere else, but like successful people don't worry about what others are doing. Uh, and from my experience, being in in Hollywood, it's very political mm-hmm. and very there's a lot of drama in relationships, and and especially in the influencer space. Um, and it's so easy for me to like get caught up in like what they're doing. And I found a lot of success in branching away from that. Um, and so that that's another thing that I would write down. <sighs> Third one. Um, this is big. This is like the final truth. truth. <laughs> um, so something about 
giving. Something about like doing good for others. Mm-hmm. Um it sounds cliche, but what I found in growing out the the network that I had with other influencers is like at the start I was just always giving and giving and giving and seeing nothing in return. And then later on, that's when the rewards come. And so I think as much as you can give to people without expecting anything in return, whether that's giving to charities, whether that's giving people advice, whether that's giving people promotion in a, in a video or, you know, giving back to your fans and thanking them. I think that always comes full circle Mm -hmm. and what goes around comes around. I think life will then give, give back to you. Um, because at the start of like growing team 10 alone, it was just like a lot of giving and nothing in return, uh, until like very recently actually. Um, and so I found out that if you can give in relationships or in business or in life or to charities that I really think that whatever the higher power is, I think there's something up there that then gives you that back Mm -hmm. in, in greater form. That's great, man. I love those three truths. What's something about you that you're really proud of that most people don't know. Hmm. You share everything online. Is there something that may be small that you've done that you're like, I'm really proud of this, but most people don't know or I haven't told anyone or, that's a good question. I think uh, I don't know. I, I put everything out there. No, uh, I would say a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize. Like, and I keep on relating back to Team Ten, but I've just like learned so much. I've learned more in from from building a business and than anything else in life. Um, and a lot of a lot of people don't know that like. I've basically funded a lot of the the people on team 10 from the start and like help them with their careers, like both financially and like uh, with advice and stuff like that. And, and mm. I, 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 I'm proud of that. Um, that's cool. And I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah. That's really cool. And for my listeners, what would be, where's the future of kind of social media for them and your experience a lot of these individuals are entrepreneurs. They don't have the following that you have. They're, you know, trying to grow an audience to build their business. They're not like personalities necessarily. Where do you see in, in the next year and a half, two and a half, three years that they should be thinking about now and doing now that's going to pay off then? That's a good question. So I think the the number one thing is video. Like you have to make videos. I see a lot of companies that uh, – just post cool pictures about the product or about what they're doing or whatever. But video is so engaging, so much more retention and so many people coming back and uh, so many more people like falling in love with you or your brand. Um, and so focus a lot on, on video creation. And I think a lot that goes into it, that is time. And a lot of people want to do social media but they don't really want to do social media and you have to really want to do social media to see success from it. Uh, and that's when you'll see like all of these companies who are literally just solely successful based off of social media is because they're hustling every day for their brand and it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and this space is so competitive. So you have to really 
if you want to do it, don't do it half-ass and invest time into it. And you're going to have to invest money into it. uh, And you're going to have to invest ideas and and innovation. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where I see, like, the future of it going because it's just becoming, like, more and more crowded. Yeah. Uh, So you have to you really have to break through somehow i like it i like it um i want to acknowledge you for a moment jake for your incredible spirit you got this incredible energy every time i've been around you every time we've texted and talked on the phone and stuff you've got an amazing energy and your ability to have a vision and come out here when you're 16 17 and move away from ohio which is not easy to do yeah move away from home and come into a big city and start attacking your dreams full on not many kids your age do it. Not many people 35 do it. And it's impressive to see that you're you're so humble and th- thoughtful about giving as well. You know, not many kids are thinking about how can I give back? How can I create something meaningful, in, in, you know, inspiring, and also have fun and, and be entertaining as well. So I acknowledge you for your, you. your courage, man, because Thank it takes so a lot much. of, you know, you know what to get out here. And your ability to just be a good human being at the same time and not lose yourself out here. Like a lot of people are doing influences are getting too big for them themselves and you've kept your Ohio roots. So I acknowledge you for all that, man. Thank you. I really yeah. appreciate that. Man. Of course, man. Um, before I ask the final question, where can we connect with you? How can, you know, the seven year old that's listening, watch the show that you're doing on, on Disney. What's, what can we do? Um, so Disney show is on, uh, Sundays at eight 30. It's called uh, Bizarre Yeah, okay. it's hard to say. Um, my social media handles are just all at, at uh, Jake Paul. Um, I have a business email that, like, it gets a lot of emails, but I do read through them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just jake at team10official.com if people okay. want to reach out and, like, talk or whatever. I don't know. Okay. Um, Invest in the business. Exactly. Sponsor yeah. you guys, trying to get a product launch. You guys are open to different inquiries, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or if they think they have what it takes to be on Team 10. There you go. Um, okay. And uh, that's that's basically like Subscribe to you on YouTube. If you guys want to learn about how he's doing it, subscribe on YouTube. It's Jake Paul on YouTube. Yeah. I also have a Jake Paul Biz channel. Oh, wow. um, I post once a week on there. And I talk about business. Really? Talk about social media. Oh, man. You should cut some of this and put it on there. Yeah. Tips and tricks. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. throw it on there. Yeah. Uh, tips and tricks to, to grow your social media following. That's like great. My experience in raising money from investors. Very cool. Um, Jake Paul biz. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. That's yeah. cool. Where else? Anywhere else? It's all Jake Paul, Team 10. Team 10. You've got some big announcements coming out we won't talk about right now with some yep. new products and businesses. So uh, follow him so you can get those updates in the next few months when you'll be launching, which I'm really excited about. It's been fun to talk about that with you. Um and you've got a book as well? Yeah, I've got a book. It's a memoir about my life. It's called You Gotta Want It. Um, and it's it's written in a motivational way, but it yeah. also goes into like more detail about it. It's mostly like, for teens, right? So if you're a parent listening, buy the book and give it to your child, right? Yeah. So I'll, my dad like hands it out in Ohio. Awesome. And like the feedback <laughs> I get is like the kids read it and they they just feel like super motivated. So There you go. Um, so get the book. Could be good, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, final question for you. What's your definition of greatness? My my definition of greatness. Um, I think, I mean, there's a lot that goes into that, but for whatever field you're in, if you are, 
it could be it could be arts and crafts it could be mm. rapping it could be business it could be if you're in uh, in school my definition of of greatness is uh just being a top player and a top mm. influencer in your specific field um and and if you're able to smile and have fun during that i think that's greatness um because you're the best at what you do or one of the best and you're having fun mm. uh and that's great <laughs> jake paul thanks for coming on man thank you appreciate you bro it was awesome it. appreciate it and there you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this one with the YouTube personality, influencer, and Disney star, Jake Paul. Make sure to share this with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 463. Let me know what you think. Make sure to connect with Jake on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, at Jake Paul, and let him know what you enjoyed about this the most over on his social media channels. Tag me, as always, on your Instagram stories while you're listening to this, and I'll make sure to always reply to you over there if you tag me on your stories, as I like to hang out there more lately. And we do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and it's all about giving you the most inspirational information, the most inspiring people, and the best ideas to help you unlock your inner greatness. Thank you guys for being along the journey with me today and with Jake Paul. I love you very much, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 